Hey, welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is the show where we try and figure out how to get better at doing the hard stuff that makes life exciting. Today, I am chatting with Jenna Smith and Renee Norman of Real Health New Zealand. Renee and Jenna set up Real Health New Zealand about three, three and a bit years ago now with the mission to simplify all of the information that's out there in regards to diet and exercise and health because there's so many conflicting viewpoints there's a lot of stuff that is is often really overwhelming and most people I think want to try and improve their health but sometimes it's really challenging to figure out where to start and what to do and and what to stick with and whose advice to follow so these ladies are have taken on the mission of, of simplifying that and, and delivering it to women around New Zealand in a way that's understandable, achievable and reasonably easy to implement. Not to say that it's not going to be hard work at all, but really cool conversation with them today, talking about their journey so far, about stepping out and, and setting up this business and, and some of the challenges that they've faced along the way. So hope you enjoy this episode, make sure to to check the girls from Real Health New Zealand out and thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with us today. Renee and Jenna, welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. and thanks for having us. Yeah, hey Chris. It's been actually a little while since I recorded with two other people. So yeah, it always makes for kind of an interesting dynamic, I think, when you've got, and when I'm talking to two other people rather than just one other person. So what I usually like to start with is just to have a little bit of a chat, a bit, a bit of background about yourself. So where were you born? Where did you grow up? And I don't mind who, who kicks that off. Go in. All right. She so, can kick it off. So I was born in Auckland, but grew up in Rotorua. So Rotorua still very much feels like my hometown. I spent um, my high school years there, primary school, and then went on to university uh, in Hamilton. I went to Waikato University, studied a Bachelor of Sport and Leisure Studies whilst kind of was immersed in athlete life. So I was a member of the New Zealand water ski team. So did my degree whilst spending a whole lot of time on the water and competing and then kind of ended up in Morrinsville, met my husband and met Jenna and then all of a sudden our two kind of passions came together and it's kind of led us to where we are now with yeah. Real Health. Nice. How do you kind of end up in Morrinsville? Oh, well, I just met my husband is from Morrinsville. He went to school here and he is in his family business here. So that's kind of how, yeah, Morrinsville ended up to be okay. new hometown. I have nothing against Morrinsville. I lived in Thames for about 10 years and we played a bit of sport against Morrinsville College from time to time. I'm familiar with the area. And a little bit about me. I am born and bred in Morrinsville, actually. I grew up in a family that loved to be active and into lots and lots of sports. Went to Morrinsville College and then I moved to Hamilton. Went really far, 30 minutes away and did my degree. So I've got a Bachelor of Sport and Exercise Science. And throughout that, I kind of found my passion, uh, which was helping people and coaching sport, uh, getting people active, that type of stuff. And then I went to Teachers College. So I'm a qualified health and PE teacher as well. And I spent 10 years in the education kind of industry, um, teaching throughout different high schools. Then yeah, then Real Health NZ happened. Mm. Can we have a bit of a chat about Real Health NZ and just sort of maybe the the origin story of it? Like, how did the even the idea start to percolate with you guys? 
Oh, it's a long story. But I guess the kind of the basis of it is that we, we became friends straight away because we shared the same passion for health and fitness and helping women live a healthy lifestyle. At the time, Jenna was a PE teacher and I was at Sport Waikato um, working in the secondary school space. So we were both kind of immersed kind of in something very similar. Yeah, it kind of came out of that. We sort of started talking about maybe we should do something together. And uh, the two things that fueled it were the passion for women's health and well-being, uh, and then the frustration that we equally felt about Mm. the health and fitness world and the perception of what health and fitness is and how confusing it can be and complicated. And we wanted to to create something that kind of stripped things back, took it back to basics. And yeah, so was it was it a frustration around? just a whole heap of different messaging for people or maybe sort of inappropriately directed messaging? Both. So we've, we've seen lots of women go down the kind of the rabbit holes of quick fixes and spending lots of money because they want that instant result. Yeah. And we strict, strict guidelines and that type of thing where they couldn't kind of maintain it. Then they'd, you know, go back to where they used to be, put on some weight, you know, that kind of stuff and be back to where they started instead of kind of trying to change their lifestyle. It's a vicious cycle when you get into that as well. And it really, I think, knocks people's confidence is that they try something, especially something that is quite a lot different to what it is that they currently do. And then they fail at it in parentheses. That really kind of knocks your self-confidence and almost knocks your your sense of self-worth as well as that you see, oh, all these other people can do it. Why can't I? Is something wrong with me? Yeah. And then something else comes along and they think this will be the, you know, this is the one that's going to work for me. And they start that cycle again. We had so many conversations where we'd both be getting so fired up about this new thing that somebody had sent out or we'd heard about this new product. And yeah, we're like, we need to do something that reminds people of what actually really works and what actually really works is getting back to basics and doing the little things each and every day, setting a goal and working hard towards it, not something that comes in a pill or a potion or a shake. I think too, defining what health is and looking a lot more holistic in terms of just what you look like, especially big with women. Mm, yeah and I think to a certain extent uh, important for men as well in terms of in terms of that and I thankfully I've never had challenges with that because one you can probably thank my parents for genetics but also the, the fact that I've been active and encouraged to love exercise from a young age as well and and eat a relatively healthy diet most of the time apart from maybe some time at university and just afterwards when you lived within like 500 meters of all the fast food outlets in the pub so i mean you you guys had this frustration around what is a is a problem um in the in the health sphere why did you guys think that you should do something about it specifically I think that's kind of like just the sort of people that we are. Like we've always, both of us in different ways have always wanted to, I guess, make a difference and help people. And we were doing that in our, in our, the job, respective jobs that we were doing. But we just had, I guess, this burning desire to pull together and to really hone in on something that we both felt passionate about. I would say kind of that, kind of who we are. And so was starting a business around that kind of a logical step for you guys? Because I mean, the backgrounds that you, that you've told us about so far, it's something that's definitely a bit different and probably a little bit out of your comfort zone as well. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We spent a lot of time, I think, umming and ahhing and kind of toying and froing and we kind of um, made the leap and we started started doing it and we had a lot of comments that we were facing from different people. Um, a lot of them were quite close people to us around like, you know, you've missed the boat on that kind of idea. You, you know, how are you going to stand out? How are you different to YouTube? That type of stuff, which really we struggled with, I think, a little bit at the start. Yeah. And, and it actually made us pull back on this. So this was in the initial phase of talking about starting a business and we faced those comments. So we decided, right, let's keep this to ourselves. So for six months, we kept the fact that we were going to start a business to ourselves because we just knew that those comments would keep coming and we didn't, we didn't, we just wanted to block them out. So we worked quietly behind the scenes with our husbands on board with what we were doing and our parents. Yeah. Uh, and then kept it to ourselves until we sent out a private message on Facebook, invited our friends to come and hear about what we had been working on behind the scenes. So yeah. that definitely, I think at the time, whilst it was hard to keep it a secret, it was probably the best thing that we did because it avoided all that, oh, yeah. you guys can't do that or you're really going to start a business. You know, it's going to be really, really hard. How are you going to do it? How are you going to fit everything in but we're glad that we kind of pushed through and we kept kind of tunnel vision on what we were focused on and push those comments aside because they were really hard I think to to deal with at the time and if you don't mind me asking who were you getting those comments from um a mixture of uh, a few friends and family just not not in a not I don't think that they were meant in a kind of mean way or a nasty way or things like that I think it's sometimes us Kiwis are quite bad at that just throwing tall, out tall coffee maybe yeah <laughs> I don't yeah yeah and, and colleagues as well that we've you know been working with yeah yeah it's always interesting who you who you end up taking advice from as well like were these people that ran successful businesses themselves that were asking you these questions that way <laughs> yeah it's always fascinating everyone's what what's the the comment opinions are like butts everyone's got one but it doesn't always mean that you should listen to them yeah yeah so true yeah and i think that's like just taking that leap and it was one of the scariest things we've ever oh. done like we we decided right let's go big or go home if we're going to start a business we need to be stand up and be proud of the fact that we're doing this so yeah. we and set things off on the right foot so we we went all out we did a launch party we invited our nearest and dearest and that was probably one of the most petrifying petrifying things putting it out there for them still to this day to be honest mm. you know, why was that so scary for you we're talking about that this morning. It's crazy, isn't it, that you feel, and both of us felt it, we weren't nervous to put our business and our idea out there to the world, like hundreds of people, but it was those closest people that you, you always, that we kind of felt nervous about putting it in front of, in front of our friends and our family. And I don't know why that is. I guess it's, what are they going to think? Are they going to think we're crazy? Have we done the right thing? What are they going to say about us? And nine times out of 10, everybody is you know hugely supportive of what we're doing but it is that that scary step and I guess it's being vulnerable and as you've talked about stepping outside your comfort zone mm. and standing up and saying hey we want to do this and we're going to give it our best shot yeah yeah as you say most people are really supportive of it or kind of even behind the scenes if they're not supportive they don't really care that much anyway <laughs> they're like it's cool that you're doing it but if it works I don't care if it doesn't work I don't care. I'll still be friends with you. <laughs> and I think like one of the, one of the things, and I thought about this as well, a little bit kind of with starting the podcast and starting doing things. And, and one of the things that I think of as well is that this is an idea that I've had. And like, it feels that if someone kind of doubts this idea or thinks negatively about it, actually, 
initially I thought, well, does that reflect poorly on me as a person? Because I came up with this idea and I came up with that concept. And that's something that I've kind of had to work through and obviously come to the realization that no, it doesn't at all. It's an idea. If it works, that's cool. If it doesn't, that's cool as well. I still still like myself. But yeah, in that initial phase, especially if you're getting some some feedback that's maybe a little bit negative or confronting, it's often quite hard to persist through. And that's where a lot of people fall down. So what really drove you to persist through and actually get things going? Because it was a sounded like it was a reasonable kind of run up time to to launching I think having each other I don't think I could have done it without a sounding board and the support of our, our husbands and our family like they from day one have been 100 110 behind us still to this day with juggling everything that we've got going on in our lives yeah that's been a massive massive driving force behind it totally and having each other was huge you know in those moments of because initially starting when we were working on putting the business out there, we both had full-time jobs. So it was up till two in the morning, <laughs> meeting after work. You know, you finish a day of work and then you start work again. So that having each other made it made it fun uh, in between the hard yards. You know, yeah. we'd sit down, have dinner with our husbands and then meet meet each other. Yeah, it was snacks. It was- it was a midnight, <laughs> yeah, midnight working sessions to get it kind of up, to, up to launch. And then that's kind of continued uh, for the last three years. it's a lot of hard work but it's also awesome that you guys have found something that you're that excited about and that uh that passionate about that you'll you'll do that and i think one of the interesting quotes i heard the other day was that doing something you love doesn't make the work any less hard but it just makes you a whole lot more likely to persist through it yeah, that totally, hundred percent. You know that you love what you do when you kind of like wake up in the middle of the night and you've got like a new idea or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just kind of you you're thinking about something awesome before you go to sleep, and then you're still there at like half past one, and you're like, "This idea is still running around in your head." Gina, Gina and I try and like schedule in times where we're not talking about work and we just go and do things as friends and it just never works out we always end up coming up with a new idea or somehow we end up talking back about work because it's just what we're doing is something that we're both so excited and passionate about yeah. mm. and you would have had to to sacrifice a few things you would have had to give up a few things to get this up and going and probably keep it going as well has some of that been challenging for you yeah it has been so probably the hardest thing is that so when we started the business we didn't have kids at the time um and now we both have two little girls each so the eldest are two and then we've both got newborn babies that are 12 weeks old <laughs> five days apart we had them five days apart which is just crazy yeah it's just managing that 100 glass balls in the air kids a business you know uh, being a, a good wife a good friend having a social life trying to do all those things trying to stay fit and healthy ourselves yeah <laughs> and i just don't think anything could can prepare you for you know for mum life and the challenges that come with that and and obviously with wanting to have our own business we have had to you know do things like get some support with childcare and things like that and we we're talking about this morning I don't think I'll ever forget the first day that I sent Addison to daycare she was 10 months old and I never forget that feeling of driving out the gate thinking you know am I doing the right thing yeah I think that mum guilt is just something that is always there um, and we're learning to to manage it and it's been really hard but yeah we work through it and we've got a huge amount of support and 
she's got amazing, both of our girls have got amazing care at daycare and things like that. But yeah, as mums, trying to do it all is really, really hard. Yeah. So having each other in the same boat takes a village, they say. Yeah. And I think actually often becoming a parent is uh, like, it's a good lesson for getting into other things as well, is that you can do all this planning and you think that you're prepared for it. But all of a sudden, it's reality and the best laid plans go awry. And it really kind of challenges your ability to to think creatively and try and respond in the way that you want to. And like you can use it as a as a really great way to to find out about yourself. Um, we got a wee boy who's about 18 months old and it's been exciting it's been educational it's been horrifically challenging at times as well but it's also been incredible i think sometimes if we approach other projects in our life in a similar way is that we if we prepare well for them then we set ourselves set ourselves up to to go into it with our eyes open and and do a good job but also we want to be agile in our thinking we want to be creatively problem solving at the time as well so approaching business like approaching having kids is i think is a is kind of a nice frame of reference yeah and you're constantly throwing a curveball in business and in you know parenthood as well so there's always barriers along the way Yeah. Yeah. yeah and just when you think you've got it nailed Oh, things change or you'll get something out <laughs> yeah. uh, but we have uh, like our, our eldest uh, too and the memories that we've actually with having the business and growing the business kind of took off in the two years that, that, that those two years we've had some incredible memories with our two two-year-old girls we took them to Australia for a conference with our husbands um you know they're on the sideline with a nana pushing the stroller when we're doing events and things like that we did a we did a tour around New Zealand and they were six months six Mm. months old so we were yeah that was that was tough and you know we've had corporate gigs I remember one gig um that we had with Westpac Banks we were doing um some some wellness stuff with some of their workers and I had mum there and I was breastfeeding at the time and Saya was really upset and I had to leave her on the sideline. It still upsets me now. <laughs> and, you know, like the sacrifices, I guess, that you have to make to, to get the business moving forward has it's been hard. Mm. Have there ever been times where you thought, nah, let's just chuck it in? Yep. <laughs> lots, lots, lots of times. And I think that's where it comes back to having each other and having a support network that are fully on board with what you're doing. Yeah. And also coming back to our values, I think, as well, like our why like why are we doing what we're doing and yeah yeah and the the women that our clients our members they keep us doing what we're doing because the we are now getting to really see the impact of what we have developed the product that we've developed and seeing women using it and you know changing their life and their family's life by living a healthy lifestyle that's like huge for us yeah to see see that happening i think too also you know, looking down the track that we're going to have the flexibility within our jobs to be able to go and, you know, go on our daughter's camps and that type of stuff in the future. Mm, awesome, yeah. And so, I mean, there's that, there's kind of that, that external why with the people that you're helping, but there's that internal stuff as well for the cool feelings that you get from it too. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's a huge element as well as, and we always say this to each other, I really want, we want our girls to grow up and see that, you know, see that their mums have pushed them, we've pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone and we want them to, to realise that they can do anything that they want and if they've got an idea, then they should run with it. And yeah. by seeing us, like, it's their normal for them to see us 
working hard and being knocked down out of our comfort zone, being resilient and, and facing those barriers and having the grit to kind of keep going. Mm. I hope that you know, those values will be transferred. Because the, <laughs> it does happen quite a lot. I think it's to a lot what the outside doesn't see all of it. Like we try and be as vulnerable as we can on, you know, social media and that type of stuff. But there are lots of things behind the scenes happening that, that are tough and that we've got to work through, you know, as we kind of go on this journey. Yeah, and I think that's a that's an interesting thing in regards to navigating the social media landscape, especially in like a kind of health and wellness area as well, is that a lot of the social media around that is just all of the, the positive things and you should be living your life this way and if it's hard and if you're struggling, then you're not doing it right. Something that we definitely try and do, I guess, with you know social media is that we sh- we share the highs and the lows when it comes to um you know health and wellness journeys and and our own and, and behind the scenes of running the business because you know we 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 try and keep it as real as we can and and there are days where you know trying to fit in a walk or trying to fit in a workout or you know just five minutes to yourself can be really really tough and I think it makes um, the whole journey that you know a bit better to kind of share that type of stuff as well with our members and our followers yeah you probably don't notice because you do share this but do you think that that has been official for you or do you think that has potentially been detrimental for you because of the way that social media algorithms and things work social media is probably it's been our biggest marketing tool but it's been the biggest thing that hasn't come naturally to us yeah (laughs) i guess it's always scary putting yourself out there but on social media once it's out there it's out there and it's something that we yeah we're continually kind of learning how to use it in the best way possible and i think it's just we really want to be True to, true to ourselves and part of our brand is you know be who you are is one of our values and the whole real health nz we like to keep it real with our customers and our members and people that follow us so being vulnerable has has its advantages and disadvantages but we do try and just keep things authentic with the people that are following us because i think there is that huge kind of instagram versus reality particularly when it comes to mum life and business life so we do try our best to share not only just the highlights but you know the hard times too and how has the like how's the vision evolved and how's real health and nz evolved over the last few years and kind of has it evolved as you expected oh definitely not <laughs> it's funny how you look back to what you initially started with to where we are now how it's evolved yeah and how much the product has changed and continues to change is just crazy. So initially we started and we just had a membership model and then now we have the membership model is there, but we also have another seven, seven or eight standalone programs as well. So we're uh, able to, for those that want that membership in the community side of things, we've got a product for that. And that's initially just what we went out with. But then we realized that, hey, some people don't want to be a member of something. They just want to buy a product, work through it at their own pace have the support that they need and then be done with it. So we've got those now other eight products that are standalone. But what we're finding now is that those products often feed into the membership product. So did we think that that's how it would go? No. Lots of learning, (laughs) I think, along the way. And feedback, custom feedback, that type of stuff. What have been some of the biggest things that you've learned about yourselves through this process? I think for me, it would be that I've learned to back myself a little bit more. Like when challenges come up and I'm like, oh my God, we can't do that. We don't know how to do this. We've, between the two of us, been able to like nail down. When you start a business, you have to wear all the hats because you don't want to 
obviously over invest in things so I've kind of learned to back myself a little bit more I'd say you have too Jen and that when you've got it when something comes up you've got to just tackle it head on and figure out a way rather than just going no nah, that's too hard like some of the challenges that we face with technology uh, and automating our business has been huge especially having to learn it all all ourselves in the outset has been hard so definitely learning that you know to to push through when I initially have that feeling of no nah, I can't do that too hard basket <laughs> belief in yourself mm, cool and I think we're, like with that again you'll appreciate this that is just the same as doing like a progressive training program from a physical perspective as well is that you make things slightly harder and then you get more endurance or you get stronger or you get faster um, if you load yourself up progressively with smallish steps in this you just get better and better and build new skills but also build more confidence and build probably better problem solving skills as well and you guys are kind of jumping into this full on now that it kind of started off as a as a little bit of the side side hustle is yeah the, the kind of the common vernacular about it but really jumping into it now has that been quite scary as well yes so i'd say kind of middle of last year we took a massive step so we set up the business and everything was going well online. But then we decided, right, we need to get out from behind the computer and we need yeah. to go and meet our members and we need to go and meet our followers and we need to get in front of people and have that human-to-human -human conversations and connections. And that was so scary. Yeah, <laughs> We ran a, um, what we called a Move More tour through the North Island and we booked out one of the one of the venues. We booked out a small venue, and then we thought, actually, go big or bigger. Go so we booked out the biggest venue in Hamilton. And I remember the night before, both of us did not sleep a wink, thinking, you know, oh my god, are we going to, you know, we booked out the flash sound system. Oh, we had, we had a videographer, we had a photographer. We were going big, and we were so nervous that no one was going to turn up because it was a free event. Are we going to stand up and? talk to five people, talk to five people. You know, those, those scary things that, that have happened along the way and that was one of the big, best decisions that we made was actually stepping out from behind the computer and going and meeting people yeah. out of our comfort zone. Ma massively out of our comfort zone. But it was incredible and we did have about 250 people turn up at all of the events. So it was really incredible. But all, all locations, every single night, we went to bed thinking, are people going to show up tomorrow? Yeah, we, we definitely had some rescue remedy before we went out on stage and all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously people did show up, but would you have been okay if only five people had showed up at one of them or all of we them? We probably would have given it our absolute all just like we did with 200 people yeah. turning up, but I'd say we probably would have been a bit disappointed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you just don't know until until you get there and you get amongst it. And you just got to give it a try rather than thinking, oh, but what if, but what if it's like, hey, but what if it works? Yeah. And what if it's a great, you know, a great thing and that's what it turned out to be. Mm. And if it doesn't, am I still going to be okay? Yeah, totally. And I think that's in any business or life, there's always things that don't work out and you learn from it and don't do it again mm. or you do it differently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a data point along the journey for totally. you. As long as you use it as a learning thing and a stepping stone, then whatever happens, you can get through it. So what's the vision for the future? What's the vision for the next couple of years with you guys? I guess for us at the moment, our biggest goal is just expanding our reach, getting out there to more women, growing our membership base. We've just launched a, a pregnancy program. So both yes. of us throughout our pregnancy journey filmed a four series, a four part pregnancy program module so it takes 
a woman through from you know first finding out that they're pregnant through to postpartum getting back into exercise so that's a new product that we're finalizing uh, as we speak yeah. uh, and are really really passionate about so that pushing that out this year is a really um, a project for us yeah. and just getting I think pushing that membership far and wide you know reaching all corners in New Zealand and we're starting to get a little bit of traction overseas so looking at because it is an online product different countries around the world as well which is exciting I guess I should ask like how do you guys want to change how Kiwi women and women worldwide view health and wellness? Such a good question. I think looking um, holistically at health and wellness, not just, like I said at the start of this, not just about, you know, health's not just about how you look, it's about how you feel, how you socially interact with people. Like there's such a broad, broad thing when it comes to health. So that's a massive driving force. It's not about the number on the scales as such. It's so much more than that. Um, a big message that probably our biggest message that we push out to people is that when it comes to exercise ditch the all or nothing attitude and embrace that something is always better than nothing because there's this perception of what exercise needs to be and you know it needs to be serious you need to spend lots of time doing it got to have fancy gear but it's you know it's totally not the case it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day is all it takes. And it can be, you know, playing a backyard game of cricket with your kids. It doesn't have to be, you know, sweating it out in the gym. Yeah. If that's what you love, then that's awesome. But just finding something that you love yeah. and appreciating that some days it'll happen, some days it won't, but five to 10 minutes, something is always better than that. Yeah, it all, it all counts and it all adds up at the end of the day. What are some of the big challenges that you've found with trying to change people's behavior? That's a good question. It's funny where the conversation started and we talked about that vicious cycle of, you know, um, start a diet, get back on a diet or start a workout regime that I can't sustain and then they fall off and it starts all over and over again. And what we've found is that lots of women have joined Real Health NZ Mm. and they're kind of like, well, how does this work? But there's no kind of one thing that's going to work and encouraging people to really strip it back to basics has been the hardest thing. But but what, you know, how much chicken do I have to have and do I have to weigh my food out and how many steps exactly do I have to do today? When am I going to get that kind of point? Whereas kind of getting them to have that mindset of it's consistency, it's hard work and we're playing the long game, you know, creating that lifestyle. You're not going to have something that you're going to take and it's going to happen overnight. I think that, yeah, that's shifting shifting the focus of looking at as a daily thing that this is something that you do every single day with those women that we work with it's pretty powerful yeah and i think with any type of behavior change that i mean some people just aren't ready to take that step that they're still looking for that that kind of quick way and and someone to tell me yeah exactly how much how much food i should be weighing out for myself or how many steps i should be taking There are benefits in, in doing some stuff like that as well. But going to exercise class is a, is a nice example with that too. It's, you don't have to think too much. But the, the work that you're doing is awesome in terms of kind of giving people accountability around their own health and, and managing that and, and improving it for themselves and finding out what works for them, which is a lot more sustainable in the long run than having someone tell you specifically. Is to a win for us is if somebody will, you know embraces real health NZ and realizes that hey this is something that I can do for the rest of my life it's sustainable and I don't have to you know count every single thing that I eat forever because no one can do that. From a personal perspective for you guys at the moment, like what are the big challenges that you're facing? I think for me it's probably the juggling the hundred glass balls. I'm a I'm a bit of an over overachiever. 
uh, and I like to do everything to 100% and it's it's hard and I, I can't do it. So like, for instance, today I had one of those cold coffee kind of mornings. That's what I like to call them. And just everything went out the window and my house is a mess. And yeah, at the end of the day, I need to remember that I can't, I can't do everything. You know, getting help from other people is a massive thing that, yeah. I'm learning, still learning to do, but... Yeah, and I'd say totally in the same boat. I think just having a, a new baby and a toddler, trying to adjust to that change of from one to two kids, keep, as Gina said, keep all the glass balls yeah. up in the air and trying not to break them. Again, some with Jen is actually being okay with asking for help. I'm so bad at asking for help. So it's something that I'm working on. Uh, and it's a huge challenge for me to reach out and say, hey, I need you to help me or you know, get, get external people in to come and help with other things. So that we can keep, keep the business, the business yeah. forward, as yeah. well as being mums and having a social life. And, you know, well, sometimes that doesn't really happen. <laughs> we try. Yeah. We are going to Kmart tonight shopping. So that's how... <laughs> It's our social life this week. Nice, nice. An interesting thing that you said about the balls in the air is that you called them glass balls rather than just <laughs> balls. Because obviously when glass balls hit the ground, they're going to smash. When balls hit the ground, sometimes they're going to bounce. Like, why do you think of them as glass balls? It's probably something that I need to shift my mindset to thinking, okay, what are the glass balls and what are the bouncy balls? And I yes. probably treat my washing pile sometimes like it's a glass ball when it doesn't really need yeah. to be a glass ball. <laughs> so figuring out what, you know, what are the glass balls? What I, are think, the I think too, as a mum, you feel like you've got, you know, and lots of dads could be feeling this as well, like the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. Mm. I think moving that kind of perception, like Ren said, and, and prioritising what needs to happen and, you know, what, what can wait. It doesn't really matter if the lawns don't get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell that to my lawns, actually. Yeah, and I think that, that's kind of an interesting thing, like having five glass balls and 95 regular balls is a lot different to having 100 glass balls. But probably end of the day, actually, it is just five or ten that are the important yeah. ones not to smash. That's a nice segue, I think, into the into my kind of final questions for you. And they're questions that I that I ask everyone, and I don't think I've prepped you on these, which is good. The first question is, what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did, and how did you get through it? Mine, mine's actually quite easy. It comes to mind quite quickly because it was just last week. I had a pretty tough time with my second baby, just really unsettled, and I made the brave call to go to Mothercraft for a week which was like, oh my gosh, I'm failing as a mother, I need help. Basically, Mothercraft is where you can go and spend a week there with your newborn baby, uh, and you've got doctors, nurses, uh, pediatricians on hand to try and kind of help you figure out what's going on with your little one. So for me, and the type of personality that I am, I'm not very good at asking for help, as I've already said. So taking that and just running with it, realizing that I had to ask for help, and just embracing, embracing that was a hard thing for me to do. But the result that came out of me doing that and putting my hand up and saying, hey, I'm not coping, I'm not quite nailing this and I need some help was the best decision that I ever made because now I've come out with, figured out what the issue was and I've now got a settled baby, which means I'm a better wife, which means I'm getting better rest, which means I'm able to um, spend more time working on the business and everything is a whole lot better. But actually taking that step and saying I need help and stepping into Mothercraft that day was really, really hard. I think for me, 
the last three months has been a blur. I think out of my comfort zone's probably been, I don't know if it's out of my comfort zone, but probably one of the hardest things has been trying to keep this business going while moving from one baby to two. She, my, my newest baby, Rio, we were in hospital for three, four nights um, when she was only 10 days old. So that's been, it was pretty horrific. That's been quite hard and like been asking for help around that and trying to keep everything going with the business because it's got to a point where we kind of can't switch off and we can't, you know, just have maternity leave for six weeks. So trying to keep everything going while I was going through that with my family was pretty darn challenging. Yeah, that's that's pretty full on. What's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do and why is that uncomfortable for you? Uh, I am going to take the leap at some point and I'm going to get my nutrition degree. So I've got a health coaching qualification from the Integrative School of Nutrition and I'm determined to take that next step and become a qualified nutritionist. Uh, it won't be in the next year, but eventually I will take that step and I'm pretty scared about doing it. It will be definitely pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, but I, it's something that I really want to do. And I, I can't think of one, so I need to be making sure that I get something. ASAP. You do, you do. I'm sure you guys will set some goals for 2020. There's probably some uncomfortable things in that. I had a couple of other quick questions for you, but I just want to say thank you so much, both of you, for, for taking the time out of your, your busy lives to sit down and have a conversation with me. But also thank you so much for the way that you're reframing how Kiwi women especially think about their health and their well-being as well. I, I really appreciate what it is that you guys are, are are working towards that's awesome thank you thank you for having us on your podcast <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure the next question should be real easy for you guys if people are interested in the work that you do or finding out more information about you guys what's the best way for them to do that the best way would be to visit our website so www.realhealthnz.co.nz or reach out to us on social media so we're on instagram uh, and we're on facebook as well yeah come follow the journey awesome final question for you and you guys if you want to answer together that's cool or if you want to answer separately that's also cool but i always like to ask do you have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with this week oh 20 minutes of exercise every day every day for how long the rest of your life yes (laughs) try it for a week uh and then try it some more (laughs) <laughs> See how you feel after a week and then make the decision. Try and move your body each day. Awesome. Yeah. Renee and Jenna, thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with me today. No Thanks worries. for having thank us. You. There you have it team. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I had a lot of fun chatting with the the ladies from Real Health New Zealand and also hearing their insights about a journey that's probably similar to to some of the stuff that I've been going through in terms of working on things around the podcast and, and building some business there. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating to to trade notes and actually get a chance to to pick their brains about how they've been going through it. Quick thanks to Jyland for your awesome editing skills. Thanks, buddy. Thank you to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. Thank you to you guys for taking the time to tune in and and have a listen to us today. Um, And one other thing that I want to just mention before we go is that for those of you out there who are wanting to to step out of your comfort zone a little bit more in 2020 and, and want to take on a challenge or 
we're a couple of weeks into the into the new year now and hopefully those new year's resolutions are still going strong but if you're starting to if they're starting to fall by the side a little bit um, then this might be th- for you because what I'm doing is I'm going to run a few free webinars later in January all about strategically identifying a challenge for yourself this year, whether it's a short-term one, whether it's a long-term one that you're just going to get started this year, and setting up a plan of attack around how you're going to tackle that. If you are interested in, in jumping on one of those webinars, just flick me a message on any of the social media channels or send me an email, chris at chrisdesmond.nz, just with the word webinar, and I'll make sure you th- to flick you through the links. And once I've got them up and rolling, they'll be happening sort of later in January in 2020. But thank you so much, everyone, for getting uncomfortable with us today. 